This is Rock Cape Town's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today, and we hope this sermon brings life to you. Here's today's message. Uh, we're going to quickly go to the Word of God. I hope that um, today you feel strong and courageous. How many of you feel strong and courageous? Amen. We're going to pray for those every day. We must pray for those every day who feel discouraged and feel weak because we have um, the great battle in front of us. All of us who have the great battle in front of us, that's why we need to be strong. Amen. We're going to continue finishing, in fact, with uh, Strong and Courageous. That's our theme for the past four weeks. So we're going to just finish with that and um, hopefully when we finish it, that will feel strong. We have an attitude that was in Caleb and Joshua that said, let us go at once and possess the land. How many of you who feel like Caleb and Joshua here? Amen. Amen. Who said, let us go at once and possess the land. Quickly, if you will, I'm going to be talking about a few things today, very importantly. Remember, we're going to touch, as we're touching on strong and courageous, I want to touch on two or three things that are important to the men and women of courage, things that uh, are important, things that will tell us that you are a man of courage or a man who is strong. We're going to touch, first of all, on one thing that is important. You know, when you are a person of courage, what we find in you, we find that you'll be the man of action. Look at your neighbor, say, be a man and, or a woman of action. We're going to touch on a few scriptures. Let's remember we said the, the last week or two weeks back, we said that God doesn't bless your thoughts. He blesses what you do. As much as you need to change your thoughts and have positive thinking and telling yourself that you are going to overcome. But you know, if you're thinking about something and you don't put action or your efforts on what you're thinking about, you're never going to achieve anything. When we think about something, we have to act on what we believe. That's what faith is, isn't it? Faith is doing or acting on what you believe. What do you believe? If you continue to believe it and do nothing about it, you will get nothing. You have to act on what you believe. Faith is about that. We're going to be talking about an action today. Action is very important. Amen. So I want to share some few scriptures that tells about the action. If you may go to the book of James chapter 2, 14, it talks about action. It says that, my friend, what good is it to say you have faith, you believe, you want to do something, you want to try something, and when you do not do anything to show your real, you, to show that you really have faith. You believe and you don't show that you really have faith because faith is completed by actions. Faith is not complete without action. If you believe something and you do not do it, I know that here we might have some people who thought about something and, and you find out later on that somebody has done that. How many of you who thought about something? You had an idea, you thought about something, you thought about opening a corner shop there and you thought about it and suddenly somebody has opened that corner shop there. Faith must have action. If you 
going to believe something, at least to try. You know, Pastor Rani, I've said that we ought to be the people who are falling forward, not falling backward. You're thinking about it, you're dreaming about it, you've been dreaming about something. You never put efforts or tried that. Faith, now the Bible puts it clear here. If we read from chapter 2, verse 14, the book of James, it says that, my friend, what good is it to say you have faith when you don't do anything to show your real faith? You don't do anything, you keep on believing, you keep on confessing, nothing will come out of confession. Confession should just, and even positive thinking should convince you to be the person of action and begin to do what you believe. So we, when, when you do what you believe, it's putting your mouth where your, putting your money where your mouth is. And that if you believe and do nothing about it, somebody else will jump and take that opportunity. Remember, God gives us opportunities. He always will give you opportunity and as he did to the people of Israel when he gave them the opportunity in the Numbers chapter 13, it was just an opportunity. Did they take the opportunity? They did not take the opportunity. Who to blame if you don't take the opportunity that God gives you? Nobody. God gives opportunities. You can pray for the blessing and wait for the blessing and pray and fast for the blessing. It's never going to come until you put what you believe into action. God blesses the work of our hands, what we do, not what we think about or what we believe. God doesn't bless you because you believe. He blesses you. Remember the Bible puts it clear that Abraham was called the righteousness of God and the friend of God. Why? Because he didn't just believe, but he put what he believed into action. He was the man of action. He didn't just believe. He was the man of action. We're going to Look at a few scriptures here that will tell us that you ought to be the man of action. Let's quickly go to the book of Genesis chapter 14 verse 4. Genesis 14 verse 4. Remember, God said to Abraham, if you read the first few verses from this chapter, he said that, Abraham, this is what I'm going to do. This is my promise. We know that the promises of God are yes and amen. This is my promise. This is what I promise. If you do this, this is what is going to happen to you. So now, the Bible, let's, let's look at Abraham. He was called a father of those who are who are taking action. A father of those who believe. And not only believe, but are doers of what they believe. Now, if we read verse 4, it says that, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken. That's an action. He didn't think about it. Oh, let me think about it because God is telling me that if I do this, I will do better. He did not think about it. Maybe he thought about it, but at the end of the day, he knew that action is what is needed. Yeah. Amen. Abraham, the Bible puts it clear that he was justified by faith and action, believing what God has told him, and he put that into action. So Ab the Bible tells us that Abraham departed as had God has spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years when he departed. He was, still, he was old, eh? I know that there are people here who are 20 who are already giving up on life. Abraham, he was 75 when he received the promise from God. And when God commanded, can you just think about it? People who are 75, they are already retired. And even here, you find, you know, sometimes retirement is not determined by the age. There are people who are young who have retired and found the comfort zone, and they retired in their comfort zone. They don't want to take any risks. They don't want to do anything. 
They just want to enjoy the comfort they find themselves in. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it's not time to retire. It's time to put what God, it's time that we put in action what we believe and what God has promised us. So the Bible says that Abraham at 75, he departed. Can you imagine at 75, God is telling you to leave your comfort, to leave the people that you know, to go start something new. It's quite challenging. God provides opportunities. If we miss opportunities, if you miss the opportunities that God gives you, you only have yourself to blame. Going back to the people of Israel, Numbers 13, they missed the opportunity. But if we go to Joshua chapter 1, it's when Joshua said, we cannot afford to miss this opportunity. And the work did not begin only in in, in Joshua 1. The work began when people were dying in the wilderness. They were changing the mindset of the new people, of the new breed of people who were coming, the new generation. They were working on their mindset that guys who ought to be knowing that God is with us. God wants us to have the better life. Like all of us here, God wants us to have the better life. So they began to work on their mindset and these guys, 40 years later, when they were in the same place of opportunity. You know, when you are at Jordan, it's the place of opportunity. If you don't take the opportunity, it, it's either it kills you, it makes you the person that God wants you to be. So when they were at Jordan, they decided we're going to take this opportunity. And they crossed over Jordan. Guess what? They realized the promises of God. Because the promises of God are for those who take action, not for those who will dream about it and think about it. So when God asked Abraham that, I want to make you a better person, God wants to make all of us a better people. But now we need to put into action what God wants us to do. We need to hear his commandment and do what God wants us to do. So let's quickly, if you will, go to the book of um, James chapter 1, reading from verse 22 to 25. Let's understand the blessing comes from doing, not only from believing. All of us who are praying for the blessing, you can pray for the blessing, but pray that you do what God wants you to do. And let's get this straight. God is not going to ask you to do something that is so simple, something that is so obvious, because God is not so obvious to us. The reason why people get so confused and don't do, really do well in life and not following God is because it doesn't make sense to them what God wants them to do. We want God to do what is comfortable to us, what makes sense to us. Didn't make sense to Abraham that why would I leave these guys? Why don't you bless me here? in your terms. Bless me here. Forget about me moving, Lord. Let's negotiate. We cannot negotiate with God. Let's get that straight. Amen. Rather negotiate with yourself. Sit down and say, hey, negotiate with yourself and say, listen, myself, we've got to do this. If we don't do this, we're going nowhere. Don't try to negotiate with God. He has got his own terms. The Bible says he doesn't change his mind. You don't do it. God is going to find somebody else to do exactly that. Amen. If you take care of you're going to show up here and you're still negotiating with him. 
in your own time. Remember, the Bible says that Abraham did not waste time and think about it and think about it. He did not have no child. He had only his wife. And he said, I'm going. And God honored his word and his promise because Abraham thought about it, negotiated with himself, and he put whatever God has commanded him into action. So God wants us to be the people of action. People of action. You know, it's not always easy to act because in acting sometimes, in doing what God wants us to do, we tend to lose. But we know that when we lose, God multiplies what we lose. Now, let's quickly read, if you will, read verse 22. It says, but be the doers of the word. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, be the doers of the word. And not hearers only. And they get so blessed and they go and do nothing about it. I believe that everything we hear is, is only going to bring some results if we do it. Amen. Amen. Just think about it. You go there, you do consultation with the accountant, you are running the business, and uh, you only hear what she's saying, you don't put that into action. How are you going to get the results? You hear, you don't put what we are telling you into action. Now we're going to be going around the circle, around the circle, because you're not doing that. You're not putting that into action. I know that because I give an advice to people, you know, people, they come to you, they tell me, you know, I'm always sick, I'm always feel tired. And you tell him, you know what, you've got to look into your diet. And they come back two months later with the same problem. You said, no, I said, do this. You know, people... Uh, are not different from the patients who consult me. They just want the pill that will take their troubles away. But life is not like that. Life needs you to look at yourself and begin to make tough decisions. And begin to do, because if you do not do it, you're going to come, same thing. That's why Christians, they go in for the bottles of water, for because they want it. But one is in those village because of that salt. Amen. Because of that thing. But we know that it's only the word that will change our lives, that will bring the results if we only do the word. Amen. We don't pray for what God has commanded us to do. If you pray, pray for yourself. Lay hands on yourself and say, myself, look at yourself and say, I need to change. I need to change and do what God wants me to do. Now it says that for if anyone is the hearer of the word and not the doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. Now let's remember, it says who looks into the perfect law of liberty. When God speaks to us, when he speaks to us and gives us his word, it liberates us. The word of God liberates you from poverty. It liberates you from struggle. It liberates you from your illnesses. It liberates you from all the troubles. When the Israel had trouble and was sick, the Bible says he sent his word and healed their disease. He sent his word. Only if they choose to do his word, 
they were receiving the healing. If they did not do his word, they will not receive the healing. He will always send his word to deliver us. Whatever trouble, Barcelona, if you are in trouble, seek his word. When he speaks to you, be sure to put his word into action. That's when your trouble will go away. There is no other way. Now it says that if we look at the perfect labor, at the perfect law of liberty and continue in it and is not forgetful hearer but a doer of the word this one which one this one who hears the word hears the word from god you know whenever we're in trouble god will speak he will send his word he may speak to you he may speak to your friend he may speak to somebody who speak in your life but if you do not hear that word and put that word into action there's nothing we can do. Only if you be the doers of the word. And says this one is blessed in what he does. I, wonder, I want you to read. Let's read the last part. We're reading from New King James. Do we have it there? Can you read just the last part? This one. This one will be blessed in what he is thinking about. Is he saying that? This one is blessed in what he's praying about. This one is blessed in what he is doing. Amen. God blesses us because what to Abraham was justified by faith acting on what he believes. So if we feel strong and feel encouraged, we ought to be doers. We ought to be people who are saying we're going to go and cross over Jordan. We're going to take opportunity that God presents. God will present for us here at church. If we were to do better, God will present an opportunity. He will say, here is an opportunity. For those who are praying for financial breakthrough, you know, you have to consult the bank if that happens and say, this is not my money. You don't know where it comes from. That's not the way God blesses people. God will bless what you do. He will, they will, Receive nothing from God. God will bless what you do. God will, if you're struggling financially, and God wants to set you free from the trouble of finances, he will give you an idea. If you implement that idea, you will be blessed. If you do not implement that idea, you will still be praying for the blessing. You will still be praying. You will come every day to church and asking God for blessing. You will do all the things that seem to be easy. But if you do the word of God, if you do what God commands you, if you implement that idea, you will be the better person. I believe that God, as a church, will give us ideas. That will be costly. Remember, whatever God asks you, you always have to sow. Amen. It doesn't make sense that you are asking God for finances. You're asking for financial Restoration, maybe you're asking God that you increase financial, but He will ask for a seed because everything comes from the seed. Amen. Amen. Everything comes from the seed. God asked Abraham to give his son as a seed, give his freedom, give his comfort as a seed. He will always challenge you, He will not ask you to do something. That is not challenging. He will always ask for the seed. If we want to grow as a church, we desperate want to grow, wants to see people coming to Christ. We want that. 
We want people to come to Christ in numbers, but God will ask us to put the seed. And when we put that seed, and when that seed has matured and terminated, we shall see the fruit. But if we are just going to be praying and hoping, nothing will happen. Amen. So, James chapter 1, it talks about the doing. It talks about doing. It talks about believing and doing. Believing and doing. It talks about action. Without action, it is impossible to receive the blessing from God. We ought to be the people of action. Amen. That means we ought to fight laziness. We ought to fight fear because those are the things that makes us not to do what God wants us to do. You ought to fight procrastination thinking about it and thinking about it. So we ought to be the people of action. If God wants us to do something, if you are sleeping at night and God is giving you an idea, you wake up and you write the idea and you make plans to implement the idea. That's how the blessing is going to come. Now, number two, the important thing is that people of courage, they embrace the unknown. They embrace the unknown. If, you do, if you're not going to embrace the unknown, you know what? Your life will not change. Generally in life, all of us will know that sometimes if you ought to do better, you ought to break through to the things that you do not even know. Go to the places that you do not even know. I know that some of you already, all of you in this place already, majority of you are not born here in Cape Town, but you took an opportunity to come here. Some came to study. You were, you, perhaps you were afraid of the unknown, but you embraced the unknown. That I'm going to this institution, I'm doing this course. I don't know what is going to happen, but I'm doing it in any way. Because if you, people who succeed in life, they embrace the unknown. They explore life. They don't just sit and, can you imagine if you, I don't know where you come from, maybe you come from Kumbu, you could have been sitting to Kumbu there and looking after your father's uh, livestock, because that's what you grew up doing, that's what is familiar to you, but you took an, you took an unknown and embraced the unknown, you took an action that you didn't know where will your life be, but you took that step of going to the unknown, now your life has changed, perhaps for the better, because you embraced the unknown. So let's quickly look, if you will, to Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, again, the Israelites, reading from verse 1 and 2. The Israelites, when they refused to cross over, because they were afraid of the unknown, they were afraid of the giants, they were afraid of all the things that they were told. You know, I know some people who did not do certain courses because they were told, or perhaps they didn't want to face the unknown. They didn't want to face the unknown. So if we read, these people of Israel, they were told that it's not good there, as much as we will have a better future, but it's very dangerous to cross over Jordan. There are lot, there's lots of challenges, and they didn't want to face those challenges. Now, if we read verse 2, it says that, and all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. They complained against Moses and Aaron. And they, let's listen to their complaint. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. You know, now these guys, they didn't want to face the unknown. All they knew is the oppression in Egypt and the struggle in the wilderness. Now they are saying, this place that could be better for us, we don't want to go there. We could have died where we 
came from. Maybe you are, you know, like somebody who's not doing well here. Maybe you are failing your courses. You said, you know, because you are struggling. You know, you, you do have those, but you know that your future is when you face this unknown. So the Israelites here, they were saying, we, we, should, we just shouldn't have died in Egypt or stayed in Egypt. The oppression was better. The oppression, the, can you imagine the people who do not want, who are discouraged, who are not people who have courage and who are strong, they will always think about their past, that my past was better. Facing the unknown. So if we read it, says that these guys are saying only if we had stayed, if we had died in the wilderness. So these two places that were familiar to them, they say we should have stayed in Egypt and continued to be oppressed by the Egyptians or if we could have died in the wilderness. They did not want to face the unknown. You know, if we ought to do better as a church, we have to face the unknown. Amen. Just think about that, doing things that we've never done before. You know, the road to success, I know that we know we've been doing some things the same way, but if we want to have different and better results, we have to do something a little bit crazy if it comes from God. We have to do something that is so different from what we are doing, you know. Uh, it's so crazy sometimes people are doing the same thing and they are hoping that things will just change. You know, we're going to continue to do the same thing and the same thing. We know that it's not bringing some results, but you continue to do it, hoping that it will work for you. You've been using the same study method. It's not working. You've been studying for two hours, maybe one hour a day. You haven't been passing and you continue to do two hours per day. So it is important that we change and put more effort. So the Israelites here, they wanted God to bless them in the wilderness. God could not bless them in the wilderness. He could not even bless them in Egypt. That's why he said, leave the Egypt, go to that land, face the unknown, be brave and face the unknown. I want us to look at the people who face the unknown, you know, and they did better in life. They faced the unknown. They refused to look at familiar things and say, I'm going to stay here. God is, is going to bless. So the, the Israelites here, they didn't want to face the unknown, but we know that Caleb and Joshua said, you know what? We are ready for the unknown. They had the same fears, but they say, you know what? We do not want to die here in the wilderness. We even don't want to go back to Egypt where we know there's nothing for us. So God will bring the unknown. You as a child of God, are you able to embrace the unknown and say, I'm going to do it? I know that there are people here perhaps who are saying, you know what, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do better. I want to be a millionaire. And you know that where you are, what you are doing is never going to get you there. And you continue to do it. And you want to be a millionaire. You know that you've been doing it for how many years? Maybe five years? And you know that there's not even a chance that it will get you where you want to be. The only thing for you to get out of that is to face the unknown, embrace the unknown, look for new, for new challenges and new ideas. Your life might just change. You cannot continue to do the same thing 
the same way and hope that things will change. Amen. Abraham at 75, his life was not even better. He was with his father. He, was, he had all the comfort that you can have in the world. But he, he, he knew that, you know what, for 75 years, the, the, my life has been like this. But God said, get out of the comfort zone. Get out of the place that is familiar. Get out of, of familiarity. Go to where it's not familiar. That's where I'm going to bless you. This should be, and I should be an idea to all of us that if you want to do better in life, it should tell us that if you want to do better in life, you ought to get out of that place that is comfortable, that place that is familiar, and to the place where God is able to bless you. So that's number two. Number three, we know that um, people who do better in life and who usually do better than their neighbors, do better than what is expected from them. It's people who are decisive, and when they make a decision, they put the decision into place. I know sometimes there are people who, will, who have been deciding for the past few months, you've been deciding. Something came up, and you've been deciding. You seem to be undecisive. That's another problem. If you don't really know, you seem to be undecisive, then that's another problem. When the opportunity comes, you know, here's the thing about opportunities. When they come, they don't last. They come and they disappear whilst you are thinking. Amen. In life, all of us who are under pressure because there is the window of opportunity and there is where there is nothing and there is nothing and there is nothing. And the window of opportunity comes, and most of the time in life, there is where there is nothing. You're just doing what you are doing. Keep doing what you are doing. But we must not miss that opportunity, that window of opportunity where we can change our lives just like that. People will tell you that, you know what, the reason why my life changed, people in, who are doing better in business, some are doing better in other things in life, they will tell you, you know what, when this opportunity came, I just decided and I just I didn't know what will be of this opportunity but I decided I'll take it and here I am I know that there are people who are afraid of failing if you know if you are afraid of failing don't do anything you will not fail don't don't do anything just don't do anything you will not fail but those who want to succeed when opportunity come please embrace it you know, there is a, a, a movie, I'm not sure if you guys watched the movie that says, uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? It's Yes Man. Have you watched that movie? I, I'm not sure if you have. It's, it's, a, it's a Yes Man. There was this guy who was so, he was so skeptical of everything. He didn't want to do anything. He was just lazy. Will come back from work and he will just lie down in his bed. And he attended this seminar where... This guy was talking about the opportunity. You say, you know what? You must say yes. You must be a yes man. If you want to do in life, say yes. And say yes. When something comes, say yes. So in life, it's all about looking at the opportunity. Of course, be wise and take the opportunities. If the opportunity comes and you feel strongly about it and you have peace in your heart, you know that it comes from God. Be a yes man. Don't think about it because 
when it comes, it goes. I'm sure those who were yesterday watching whatever, rugby or soccer, you, you know sport is all about opportunities. Those who win is those who seize opportunities. You seize an opportunity, you, in any way, because you, here's the thing about an opportunity. When it comes, you don't have much time to decide and think. You have to grab it and you will figure things as you go. So we ought to be decisive. I wonder if you will to go to the book of Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Daniel, the reason why we know about them and that they were great men who were men of, of, men of, 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 of great stature in the Bible. We know that because they made the decision, unpopular decisions, and they were decisive in worshiping and, 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 and not compromising on their principle, on their God. So now, here if we read, it says that, but Daniel proposed in his heart, proposed in his heart, that he will not define himself. He was told that this is what is going to happen, but he told himself that, you know what, I'm taking this decision and this opportunity, I will not defile myself. And he did not defile himself. And in doing so, God empowered him. He gave him more power because he told himself, I'm not going to compromise. I'm just going to make this decision that I'm not going to defile myself with the foods that are prepared for a prepared. No, now, not with the wine which he drank, therefore he requested the chief of Enoch that he might not be defiled, he might not defile himself. So Daniel, uh, he was so brave in telling this guy, you know, when the king is giving an instruction that this must be done, you don't challenge that. But he challenged it. He said, I'm not going to defile myself. Give me opportunity to prove that I can do better doing things this way, my God's way. And he was the better person, so he was a brave person. And you remember, you're looking at his friends as well, who were so decisive. When the king, if, if we look at um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when the king put the decree out that, that people should worship this way, and they refused, they said, we're not going to do that. To them, it was not a question of, are we going to do it? Are we going to think about it? They knew that we are not going to do this. What we're going to do, we're going to do things our God's way. And you know what? We know that their lives were better after that because they did not shy away from making a decision. So we as a children of God, we have to decide. And when you have decided to do something, when you have decided to seize the opportunity, you know what? You stick with that decision. If you fail, you fail. You are not the first person to fail. Amen. Amen. You are not the first person to lose money. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If you do not want to gain anything, please don't do anything. No. That's why we take opportunities. Because remember here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, they said, you know what? We're making this decision. We're risking. And they told the king, that's a king, let it be known to you that we are not going to change our minds. If we die, let us die. So these guys, they took the decision and they stuck to that decision. If we die, let us die. We are not going to change. So people who do better in life is people who are decisive. We need to be decisive as the children of God. Not deciding all and 
we're still deciding. Let us be decisive. Now, if we read from the book of Psalms, let's quickly go. Book of Psalms, chapter 16, verse 8, it says that, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. If we put our trust in him and we tell God that, you know, Lord, we trust you, we shall not be moved. You know, we know that we might lose some small battles, but we know that we will win the war if we are with God. We might lose and lose and lose, but we know eventually we will be more than conquerors, as the Bible puts it. Our decision today is that whatever God commands us to do, we do it. You know, God speaks to you and he tells you to do something. If you still think about it and think about it, because if we read from the book of Joshua chapter 1, written from verse 9, it says that if you meditate on these words, hear these words, meditate on these words, and you put these words into action, you will have your ways successful. Our ways will be successful because we are doers of the word. We do the word of God. We don't think about it and think about it. As we're closing, I want us to look at the fourth thing that is so important. You know, sometimes we as the children of God to have those uncomfortable self-conversation. Have you done that? Have you, have you done self-conversation? you just looking at yourself and you just do the introspection. They call it introspection. You look at yourself. Because look, let's look at this. The reason why you are here is because of what you did. It's, it's because of the decisions that you made. The reason why you're here is because of the things that you did not do and the things that you do. I know that people are blaming other people. The reason why I'm here is because of so and so. No, but 90% of the reason why you are here is because of you, not any other person. Amen. The trouble is you. You need to fix yourself. So we have to do the self-conversation. I know, I know that there are people who even justify what they do. Uh, I, I remember this other person, he was saying, you know what, I'm just lazy by nature. It's me. You can change. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you can change. Amen. You can change. You can change. Because you, you, you can only change your life. God will not change your life. He will not change your life. You know, as in those let's change them. Let's, let taking opportunities be a nature to you. Yeah. Let living by faith be a nature to you. Yeah. Let bravery be a nature to you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God called us to be the men of action. That's why we're saying, have a conversation with you. There are things, if you want your life to change, you ought to change the way you are doing things. Amen. If you want the life, your life to change, if you want the life of our church to change, we ought to change the way we are doing things. It's either we improve or we stop doing what we've been doing because it's not working and begin to do things that are working. It's not going to be easy to do those things because now you are changing, getting out of what is comfortable to you, to be doing things that are unknown, things that are unfamiliar with you. That's how our lives will change. It's when we get out of our comfort zone. 
Abraham, God, if we, if we read, God said to him, let's quickly read this one so that you can understand that to tickle sometimes, because Abraham had to look at himself, what was limiting him is where he was. How he was doing things. That's why God said to him, let's, let's quickly read from Genesis chapter 12, verse, let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. God said to him, this is what I want you, I want the change. I want change. We ought to embrace change. I want change. If you are not going to change, things are not going to change. It's either you change your position, you change the things that you are doing. Some of you here, or some people who wants to be healthier, you want to be healthier, you cannot be healthier by sitting there and doing nothing. You have to change the way you are doing things. You have to change your diet. You have to allocate time to exercise. That's how things are going to change. You don't just go to sit there and hope that things will change in your life. Now, if we read verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, get out. Get out of what is not going to change your life. Get out. So it's time that you get out. So God, Abraham, you want to change? Get out. Get out of your comfort zone. Stop doing things that you are doing. Get out completely. We're going to do a new thing. I know the people, they are praying for the new thing. Lord, I pray. For a new thing, I pray for it. I When God spoke, I mean, he gave, um, uh, Jesus Christ gave a parable in the Bible about the new one. He said, you know what? If we're going to put a new one here, we ought to get rid of the old skin. So some of us here, some of the people here, they need to destroy, completely destroy that old skin. And embrace the new skin for the new wine. Things will never change until you make those conversations and say, you know what? You still have a chance. You know, um, you all still younger. You still have a chance. Abraham was 75 when he said, you know what? I want, don't want my life to be this. I want change in my life. He had the desire for a change in his life. And God spoke to him and said, get out. Get out. So if you are not going to get out, all of us here, we ought to get out, Mazalan. You want your finances to change? Get out. You cannot just sit there and hope and hope that thing will change and, and all of that. If you want your finances to change, get out. If you want your life to change, get out. If you want to be healthier, get out. Amen. I know that you're looking at the guys, you know, where... Um, where I live, there are people who are jogging every morning. You think uh, they like it, it's comfortable. It's not. It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to just jog and you come back, your muscles are aching. It's not, it's, it's nice, it's nice to just come back and sit on your couch and watch Netflix and watch that and that. So it's comfortable. It's comfortable to just eat whatever food. It's not, it's not nice to just eat those green stuff and you don't eat that nice steak with all that uh, fat. 
You know that when you look at that, you know that you're, you crave that, but when you take that decision that I'm going to eat the creams, I'm not going to eat that, it's not comfortable. It's getting out. That's what will change your life. Your life will change because you get out of what has not been changing your life. Let's stand as we are closing. You know the things that has been a challenge? Your laziness has not helped you. Your thinking about things has not changed your life. That's the very reason why today we are praying that you will get out of that comfort, get out of that, of doing things the way, your way. Your way hasn't been working. Get out and begin to change the way you are doing things. If you want to do better in UWC, where we have the second service, we have to get rid of our old ways because they haven't been working. We have to find... Amen. That's why the Bible says that he, if we read from the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it says that present your body, come as you are presenting your body. And it says that do not conform to this world. God is saying you will have a renewed mind, able to think, able to think. If you say that this is not working, you're looking for other ways, you're looking for other ways, looking for other ways, looking. But see that. Let's not sleep on our minds. Let's open our minds and allow God to renew our minds, allow God to speak to us. When Abraham wanted to get out of his situation that was boring, where there was nothing, God said, let him get out. Let's explore life. Let's see. Because your future is on the things that you do not know. Your future is, if you talk about Zalani, your best future is not where you are standing right now. It's where you ought to go. Getting out of the place you are to the unknown and to the place where God will show you things. He will reveal things to you. Let's close our eyes. I'm praying today for you to get out more than anything. Amen. Amen. Let, I, I know that is towards the end of the year, but we are not slowing down. We are continuing looking at bringing ourselves to a better place, going to the promised land. We are not giving up, but here is my prayer today that when you come next week or tomorrow, you know, it changes. It's just that little thing. That little thing. We must see that change. I command that change in your mind that you will change. Even no people feel excited. feel excited about things because you telling yourself that you know what they are changing. Those they are changing. You're still in the same place, it cannot be. You, it, you must change yourself. And when things are out to change, you must not only change yourself, you must change your position as well. You must change your mindset, you must change. If you were not smiling, if you were always worried, you must be excited. 
Because God is about to do something new and you are in it yourself. We are struggling, but I'm in it myself. Because things will not change if I'm not in it. I know that we used to sing the song that says, if, if Uchiko wins are into upper, don't do it without me. And God wants you to be in what he is about to do. That's why he said, Abraham, I cannot do this alone. I'm not going to do it where you are. Get out of your place. Get out of your comfort. And we'll do it together. I believe that God is saying that to us. Today.